Hey everyone, and thanks for listening to Season 3, Turn Up The Talk. If you're interested in our podcasts, please like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on socials at Turn Up The Talk. Just a reminder, this is a mental health podcast, so some content discussed may be triggering for some. If you're not feeling up to it, hit pause, come back another day, we're not going anywhere. If it is an emergency, please don't hesitate to contact the Lifeline on 13 11 14. That is a 24-hour service. Thank you and enjoy. Turn up the talk podcast. Tackling mental health together. Sasha Fedorovsky, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. Thanks for having me. So on Instagram, you're the Mindset Daily. You're a bit of a, a coach, you could say, particularly to men dealing with stress and things like that. Talk to us about the Mindset Daily. Yep. So the Mindset Daily um, helps, I guess, you know, stress men or it helps men in general overcome stress so that they can be better leaders uh, or perform better in their work life and be better partners, which means, you know, perform better in life and work, but also create more connected relationships. Um, Because I guess, you know, what's been happening over the last few decades is we've had this personal development movement, you know, the Anthony Robbins, you know, the entrepreneurial movement, this go, 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 you know, take action, take charge of your life, um, which which has its place. And, and I went through that myself. So it really drives this ambition in men. Um, and then you've got society also pushing you, you know, with all these social media platforms, um, you know, even the old movies we used to watch in the 80s and 90s of you know, success and all, all this material world, right? Um, and, and so what's happened after a while is that a lot of men, I would say especially men, uh, w- women have, you know, their own issues and sometimes it correlates, but a lot of men burn out after a while and the burnout may not be physical straight away, uh, but it's usually in their personal life uh, where it suffers. Um, so the mindset daily is really not neglecting um, the outside world, but creating the things you love in life, but also um, creating well-being in your life and creating great relationships. So when you get to where you want to be, you're you're actually enjoying it. Why are, for you, why are positive relationships important? I know there's relationships with family members, friends, partners. Why are they so important to us? You spoke about you know, constantly being on the go and work focused. Why are those relationships so important? Well, your relationships is really what makes up your life, right? So I'm, you know, working with guys that have already achieved what they wanted to achieve in life. Uh, And the thing is, when they get there, they're really missing their younger self, and why? Because it's, you know, it's, it's actually all about the journey. So one, once they get there, they may have sacrificed their relationships, um, their well-being. And, and that's really what gives you your happiness, your joy in life. You know, you can be on that private jet or you can uh, own that huge company. But if you don't have love and connection in your life, it, it really, you know, you, you end up just feeling empty. And the more you try and fill that bucket with things and success, the, the more it eludes you. So um, we, we also have a huge um, issue in Australia with domestic violence, uh, with mental health and all these things. Um, and a lot of it actually comes from 
you know, not so much the macro environment, the government, it's really the responsibility of the individual and, and men, right? Men who are, I guess, powerful and do things in the world. Um, it's up to men to create first those positive and women as well. But, you know, men neglect that area more, the, the relationship side and understand how to have a good relationship. So then, you know, you, you spread that throughout your life to your children. That's how you raise your children. Um, so this is how we grow up. So if we don't see connected relationships between our mother and father, it's, it's very hard to create love and joy where we're always seeking these outside things. So everything has a circle effect. So, you know, relationships really are everything. Um, at the end. So why not start from that place? Of course. What are positive aspects of relationships? What are three to four things that you tell your clients or that you, you think are the most important aspects of a positive relationship? So it it really starts with the individual. So it starts with self-awareness, right? Because people are always looking for these external things to fix relationships, how to get a girl, how to keep your man, you know, how to trick and manipulate, right? And, and that's all false. We, we start with working on ourself, on self-awareness, right? And, and creating a sense of personal power within ourselves because then we create a connected relationship because we're no longer trying to take energy from the other person. Um, and, and connected relationships are really new in our society. Love marriages have only been around for about 800 years. Marriage has always been transactional. It's a business deal. And a lot of our relationships these days are transactional, right? So if we're unaware what's lacking in us, we'll try and suck that out of a relationship, right? That's when the conflict begins. So when you meet somebody you know, you feel this joy, this, you know, you're in love or this excitement, it gives you something, right? But after a while, they just become a reflection of yourself. At the end of the day, no matter how wonderful, amazing the person is, they become and they reflect the the things in you that are lacking. So the key is to work on ourselves, right? So that we can create dynamic relationship that build energy rather than sucking energy out of each other and out of our lives from the things that we're lacking. So Ashley, you mentioned a few common denominators that can be caused by stress, such as poor mental health, domestic violence. I mean, you could throw in drug and alcohol abuse onto that. Was there a definitive moment in your life that kind of led you to this career path? Yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, my background is in enterprise sales and television. You know, I want to be a TV star, right? So, um, you know, I had big goals. I was going on this journey of goals, going towards them. And I kind of had kind of the external things that look like the vision board, but I felt quite empty inside. And at the time, I really couldn't define what was going on with me. It's only looking back, you know, I I kind of hit a wall in my business, in my relationships, and I went on this overseas journey because, and on the outside, I was having the time of my life traveling, going overseas, but really I was just, you know, going from in in a horrific horrific experience inside, like a, a dark night of the soul, you would say. And looking back on it, you know, then learning about mindset, mental health, emotions, all about the internal world. I look back at myself back then and, and realize that, you know, I was lacking happiness. I felt empty. Um, I felt, you know, maybe even depressed at times, but I couldn't 
define that. And that's what a lot of people go through. You know, now we have more of these labels um, and that's also a little bit scary because people then label themselves as anxious and depressed and they become more and more like that. But a lot of people just don't feel like they're living. They, they don't feel constant joy. And that's naturally how we should feel in life. We, we are naturally joy and love and all these things, but most people that they, they don't have this experience, so they can't compare and, and they just feel a sort of nothingness, a sort of emptiness or a numbness on day to day. So, and that's how I was feeling back then. And I had no good reason uh, for that. I, you know, I came from a decent upbringing. I had all these things, right. But the, on the inside, I didn't feel that, you know, I didn't feel good. I didn't feel happy. Was there a specific reason you chose to go down the avenue of working specifically with men? Um, no, I, I never chose it. But in my career, um, I worked um, in sales. I worked in automotive. I worked in football, um, even in television. You know, we, there were a lot of male executives. So I'd always worked with men um, in my corporate and my business life um, and, and that's who I was working with after I came back from overseas in other corporate roles business owners and executives and what I started to realize is um, they their, their mental space was pretty much like me back then um, doing all those types of things so um, I had always sold to men I had always pitched to men um, and that that is just the demographic um, I attracted. Um, and I believe it's just because my approach is quite direct. Um, and, you know, uh, it's, you know, you have women now in society that are, you know, these boss ladies, they're very career orientated, but, um, you know, it's usually men that are sort of driven from this feeling of emptiness to succeed for external validation. And I guess that's what I was doing myself. So I share a bit of a similar story um, to, to these guys that I work with. But, you know, of course, I've worked with women um, and, and a certain type of woman as well who is driven by that. So anyone that's listening, you, you gave a really in-depth sort of examination of self-awareness and what that, the lack of self-awareness and what that can lead to. What's the first step for someone who might find themselves in the situation that you did? What would you say the most important thing is to do first? Yeah, I think first you need to stop doing. So if, if you're really busy in your life and you're doing all these things and you're, you're kind of feeling this numbness on the inside or you're not waking up with this joy and enthusiasm, but more of this anxiety of like, I need to get this done. This has to happen, right? So the first thing is to stop and pause and recognize, right? You know, and be with yourself and acknowledge what goes on within you when you're not doing because because that's an addiction in itself so just starting to notice um the negative feelings you know starting to be aware of them because a lot of people who are always busy always doing wanting more they're, they're denying their negative feelings and we need to understand where we are so um I'd, I'd recommend the first place is awareness and you can do this by every morning when you wake up um, just sitting in silence for 10 minutes with your eyes closed, um, focusing on your breathing and just observing the thoughts that go on in your mind, right? That, that will give you awareness because we don't often have a gap in our life. The TV is on, you know, we're watching things on our phone, we're doing stuff. So we need to create this little gap in our day to notice what thoughts, what radio station is playing as we go through our day. 
obviously you use um, social media heavily for your business and you just alluded to the negative effects of it and how it has sort of contributed to that rat race as if you like, how can social media be used positively? I mean, you upload quotes, you run workshops and things like that. Is that the avenue? Obviously, you know, you go on Instagram and the first thing you see, depending on who you follow and what your trends are, but the first thing you can see is, you know, business owners, a lot of posts about money, a lot of posts about wealth. So what are the positive aspects of social media? Yeah, I mean, social media and I guess the internet is a reflection of our consciousness, right, of our mind, what goes on in our mind. So if you maybe, you know, look at someone else's Instagram feed and and notice the difference, right, you know, it is giving us an example of what we choose because it's always a choice what we do, what we choose to focus on and put in our reality. So social media just gives us a tangible idea of what's going on in our mind, right? So if you're always seeing money, success, you know, quotes, all these things, you know, that, that's what you're focused on, right? And you can change that on social media quite easily and then it'll help to change what you notice day to day because if you're looking for a red car, a red um, Mazda or something like that, you're just going to start seeing them everywhere. Our, our mind is really basic. It's, it's, you know, our mind is a catalog, right? It does things for functionality. So whatever we put in there, it, it's just going to look for it like a very basic catalog. So social media has amazing benefits. I mean, you can, you know, connect with people who are like-minded. You can choose to put in your focus what you want. You can reach many people, you know, I've connected with many people who, you know, I, I don't even know um, that have been following me. Maybe they never liked to post or anything, but, you know, then they send me a message saying, you know, you've changed my perspective. You've helped me from you know, suicidal, all these types of things. So it's amazing without knowing what, what reach and what connection and, you know, like even connecting with you guys, um, all these different opportunities that can come from social media. So like anything, you know, any technology, new thing, it can be used in a way of light or in a way of darkness. So it's all about the user, right? It's, it's the user rather than the, uh, than, than the product or the service. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned Sasha that you've worked with, you work specifically with high achieving men and women as well. What are some common findings you've found for high achieving men and women who are under stress? What are some of those common things that they resort to or their actions that, that they kind of resort to when they are under high stress? Yep. So I'd say high achievers or high performers or anyone, you know, it doesn't mean you've already achieved your goal. You know, some, some people over 40 or it's just the the pattern has repeated and it's a little bit harder to undo. But, you know, if you're in your twenties and you're really focused on your goals, you're studying a lot, you're, you know, trying to do it more and more, you're, you're a high achiever, right? But you actually have more chance of um, kind of undoing those bad habits. So I'd say high achievers, the common things that they go to when they're in stress is um, to deny negative emotions more and more, right? So most high achievers have this underlying belief um, that they're not good enough, right? And that's why they will go out and achieve and they'll never give you happiness. Or there's this sense of emptiness. So they always want to do more. And when they're not doing they, they, they feel that. So the more stressed someone is when they're a high achiever, the more they end up doing, the more time they feel, the more busyness 
that will occur. Um, and, and then after a certain point, you know, when, when they feel like they've achieved everything, you know, like a lot of athletes, you know, it's very common for athletes to achieve their peak, uh, you know, win a medal or, you know, get out of the AFL NRL game and completely turn to drugs or alcohol, lose all their money because they, they don't know how to feel that emptiness because the, the achievement's done. They've reached their peak. So then, you know, then it's, they go to, more difficult addictions like drugs, alcohol, because this doing is, is just an addiction, you know, then the next step is more dysfunctional addictions, right? I so, guess. so that's, they're, they're basically under stress. They're always trying to feel, um, feel that uncomfortable feeling. I guess as well, that links back to the self-awareness part, because I think, you know, you hear a lot of athletes and a lot of fighters talk about it. Like they want to be, their own person, and then they're a fighter second. And it's like we spoke with AFL player um, who felt the exact same and actually gave the game away because of his mental health struggles. And he spoke about how he wasn't, he was just, you know, that, that he was an AFL player and that was it. And the troubles that he was having on the field, he could never get away from it because he was just always in that limelight. So I think definitely that self-awareness part that you spoke about is a long way to having some meaning other than your job and other than your sport. Yeah, because the thing is, especially in these, you know, highly prized roles, you know, um, when you're in the public eye or, you know, you're a CEO, when, when people praise you uh, for this, you really lose your sense of self. So it's actually really important before people go on these journeys of achievement and achieve, they, they need to know who they are outside of that label right? Because they always feel like a fraud or when you take away that label, it's, it's just like they're, they're nobody, right? So, so this self-awareness and this sense of personal power always has to come from within. Otherwise, you know, we, we see it in society. It just leads to negative, um, <laughs> negative experiences. What success have you seen once high achievers or not even high achievers, just people you've dealt with, once they've kind of acknowledge their stress and learn how to manage it better what success have you seen whether it be business or sport from those uh from those benefits yeah so so the thing is most people or most high achievers think that they need to be pushed more or motivated more motivation doesn't work and eventually if it's to push too hard people just snap so the more people take off these layers right and and start to have a sense of self um, and create more connection and ease. It's like what they're already good at, they do naturally. You know, opportunities open up. Um, it, it's kind of like if you're going to the gym every day and you're working out and you're building your muscles, you, you become really tense and you need to stretch. So eventually, if you don't stretch, you're going to get injuries and you won't be able to do that sport anymore. So, you know, I work on the, I guess, the mental stretching, you know, giving that time to stretch right, to let go, to release so that, you know, you can perform better physically. And, and that's how it works mentally. It's the same. It's mental stretching and, and letting go. Have you worked with many CEOs or managers, Sasha? Yeah. Yeah. So business owners um, and, and, and CEOs, you, usually these are the guys that, you know, have this high pressure, but also they've achieved a certain amount and, and they begin to notice that, the more that they do, it, they, they don't feel any better. 
right? Yeah. And, and they usually become disconnected from their personal life um, because sort of in, and it's sort of a very masculine, our, our world is a very masculine world, you know, from the hunter-gatherer days. It's like when men were hunters, they, you know, had this fight or flight and they had to turn off these sense of feelings, you know, when a lion or something was chasing them. And, and that's what a lot of managers and CEOs do uh, when they're out in the world, right? That, that's the kind of world we live in. So when they go into their relationships, they can't get this sense of joy, right? Because their feelings yeah. have turned off and, and it's actually much worse for women. But, you know, here, here we're talking about men for now. Speaking of kind of managers and that kind of role, and feeling disconnected from both their personal life and even their work life at times. Do you ever speak much about emotional intelligence with those? Yeah. Those workers? Yeah. So I guess um, the end result of what I do for a lot of these guys is, you know, help them embody emotional intelligence because you can't yeah. actually teach emotional intelligence right? If yeah. you're out in the world fighting, you can't teach someone to just suddenly turn off and connect with the person, take off their armor. It, it's a, it's a transformation. So, Absolutely, tra yeah. so it's from being disconnected from themselves and then everyone around them to becoming connected with themselves and, and then connected with the people around them and, and more, I guess, sensitive and, and that's emotional intelligence. Yeah, do you want to explain just in a bit of depth for listeners? I know you kind of went into it then. What, what kind of is emotional intelligence? So most people go around in the world in, in their own head, right? From their own, you know, view of the world. And everything, the, all their interactions with people are just a projection of what's going on inside them because they're so in their little bubble, okay? And then there, a lot of conflict occurs because they're trying to, they're not present with people. You're thinking about, you know, what's going on with you as you're interacting, you're in your mental story. So emotional intelligence is actually being present in the moment and observing what's obvious, right? You actually lose a little bit of a sense of self because you're not so self-conscious and in your own little story, right? We take off the layers, you know, the personality, the ego, underlying beliefs, right? So you become more free. And in this way, you're more present in day-to-day in -day life, okay? So when you're speaking to a person, you're not thinking about what you're saying. You're not in your own discomfort. What is someone thinking? You're just present with them. And, and from this place, you're actually able to have, you know, you build much quicker rapport. It's a much quicker connection you can actually connect to a stranger very quickly you don't have to know someone for years but you need to be open and emotional intelligence is being present to that person and you know not just hearing what they're saying and interpreting it in your past experience right but really feeling their energy right because we're a physical body what you see here but our energy our aura or you know this is actually science now our electromagnetic energy expands into the whole room. That's why sometimes you're in a room and a person can walk in and their energy can be so uplifting or it can create such tension, right? You guys have probably had that experience when a person walks in and it just changes the whole vibe of the whole room, yeah. right? That, that's our energy. It expands like into the whole room and it's being sensitive to those energies, not just to the five senses. I'm seeing you, I'm hearing you. And then I'm interpreting it from my brain computer of past experience it's being present with you and i might be saying 
you know, I'm such a great person, you're wonderful, you're so talented, but really emotional intelligence is feeling what that person is feeling. They're feeling uh, they want to manipulate you. They want something from you. That's emotional intelligence reading, I guess, more of the energy, right? Not looking at their arms and thinking if they're looking this way, then they're lying, you know, not this stuff we see on TV, but really feeling that person because we're no longer in ourselves, right? It's where we're present. Does that make sense? Or is yeah, that... absolutely. 100%. <laughs> yeah? Absolutely. Definitely. Um, you spoke, you mentioned the buzzword a lot there, uh, present. And that's a problem for people, not only who are suffering mental health issues, but also people who aren't, who are just trying to live day-to-day life and who are trying to enjoy more, enjoy their lives more and find more meaning. What are three tips you would give for people listening that are struggling to be present how do they become more present and how can they be more aware of how they are in their day-to-day lives? Yep. So I'm just going to start this saying that everybody is suffering a mental health issue and no one is suffering a mental health issue. Okay. Cause we're just putting these people in categories. You know, sometimes we see that person, the crazy person on the bus who's talking to themselves and, you know, we would categorize that, that that's kind of like, you know, those mental institution, they're completely mad. However, we all do that, but inside of our head, right? This, this, this person is just completely, it's just completely ramped up. So we all are on varying degrees of this, right? So, so that's, you know, really the importance of presence. That person on the bus talking out loud is just so in their story, right? A trauma or something, but we're all in our story. We all have this story that, you know, is from the morning to the night, it pushes our behavior. That's why we get into a conflict. Uh, This, that happens. So the more present we can be, the more we're in the moment observing the, um, uh, you know, experience, we're emotionally intelligent, we're engaged with life, right? Otherwise we're just living in the past. So yeah, being what you guys said about the present moment, it's the most important thing. Um, And how we can cultivate that is allowing, creating that structure in our life for the present moment to come through and that's through uh, meditation Um, I sometimes call this mental stretching to my clients um, so it doesn't sound as intimidating but meditation is literally simple meditation that's you know what I teach is sitting in silence first thing in the morning before you do anything else right Uh, because there's something very specific in your brain waves in what's happened to your body mind and soul when you've just woken up right it's it's a very different state so sitting in silence from you know even five to 20 minutes a day no more than that put your alarm on listen to your breathing observe your thoughts the more and more you do that the more present you're going to become in your life right and most people don't meditate uh, because they don't see the return on investment especially high achievers busy people there's no return on investment what's it going to do so this is what sitting in silence for five to 20 minutes a day is going to do for you it's giving your subconscious mind space to release tension and stress and busyness so it doesn't get released in things throughout the day like a car crash an argument a situation because our subconscious is always looking for ways to release this these negative feelings right so if we have that 10 
minutes a day or so, it knows this is when it's going to be released. So it's kind of like brushing your teeth for your mind. Um, and over time, you will become more and more present. You will notice if you do this for a couple of weeks, your, your, your days are just in flow. And then when you stop doing that, you know, life becomes chaotic. So being more present uh, starts with this meditation. Um, another thing you can do is maybe every hour, you, you know, on the hour, you just notice your body the physical sensations in your body. Are you tense? Uh, are you relaxed? And then notice your feelings. Most people, especially men, no matter how articulate and intelligent they are, cannot tell you how they're feeling, you know, no more than good or bad, right? That, that's the crazy thing. Most guys that I work with cannot tell you how they're feeling. So just noticing your feelings, what's going on in your body so that this machine is not driving you. You're driving the machine, right? 100%. Absolutely. Sasha, I just want to say a massive thanks for taking time out of your day to join us and, and sharing that message. If people want to find you and get involved with your work, how can they do so? Yep. So they can find me on Instagram, the mindset daily or on LinkedIn, Sasha Fedorovsky, um, or they can go to the mindset um, I always have a free masterclass um, or a free course um, or otherwise just reach out, send me a message and you know, we can have a chat. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, thank you so much for having me. All great. the best with your downtime and hopefully get a holiday sooner rather than later again. Thank you. You too guys. Thank you, Sasha. Turn up the talk podcast. Tackling mental health together.